advantage of the day. Right. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. Yeah. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Welcome to this uh, unique edition of Defending the Kingdom. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, along with Chiefs reporter Matt McMullen. We're entitling, first of all, our Defending the Kingdom podcast are brought to you by 360 Vodka, the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chiefs Kingdom, and of course, Kansas City's homemade vodka, 360 Vodka. We're entitling this episode in an instant, in an instant. This was not the anticipated episode of Defending the Kingdom, but we had to adjust based on what happened Wednesday morning when the word came down that Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers had tested positive for COVID and was not vaccinated. Yeah, it's been a crazy day. So we shoot this on Wednesdays. So I'm glad we got that news when we did because we would have shot an entire episode that we'd have to scrap. But a crazy morning um, finding out that perhaps one of the best quarterbacks of all time and one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now uh, isn't going to go here in this game. really changes the whole dynamic of this game because we were billing this as Mahomes versus Rodgers. How do you slow down Aaron Rodgers here in this game where the Chiefs are trying to build some momentum and turn their season around and he's not going to play on Sunday? Let's take the COVID issue first. And by the way, do we have somebody, we have our list of folks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Around the world. Let's take our around the world. Let's go we around the world. We need to get that sponsored by somebody. We really should. And that can help sponsor the road show that we'll then go in on. Uzbekistan. Um, that's our first stop. Well, that's what I'm going to say here. So uh, the fan from Uzbekistan commented again on our video and said he enjoys listening to Defending the Kingdom and loves Chiefs football. Love so that. shout out to you in Uzbekistan. Uh, also a fan in Mexico City. Uh, reached out this week. Then uh, some ones, I say local, but just in the United States, some local uh, listeners in Indiana, uh, a fan in Phoenix. He's an Uber driver that listens to Defending the Kingdom while driving uh, Uber. So uh, people that aren't Chiefs fans get in his car and listen to Defending the Kingdom as well. Maybe we can convert some people. Uh, then also uh, a fan I meant to mention a few weeks ago uh, DM'd me on Twitter from Seymour, Wisconsin, which is 15 miles from Green Bay. Yeah, I know so, where Seymour, Wisconsin is. Yeah, they listen to Defending the Kingdom. I want them flying their Chiefs flag this week for all the Packers and all the Chiefs heads to see. This week, they are behind enemy lines for sure, <laughs> and we need all the intel you can give us because things have changed. Now, going back to a serious note here, though, is let's talk about the COVID part of this first. You and I were on Zoom calls before training camp that came down from the National Football League, and one after training camp that I remember where the message was loud and clear. I mean, this was emphatic, and that is, hey, yes, we're progressing in the country uh, in trying to beat COVID. But vaccination, of course, was encouraged. But it was also stated there's not going to be as much leeway in 2021 as there was in 2020. And basically, if you were unvaccinated as a player or any employee of a National Football League team, you would be treated as if it was 2020. Meaning if you tested positive, you're back to those old COVID rules, which is 10 days out. You're quarantined for 10 days. That's where Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah, that's where he is right now. And what's the best uh, quality a, a player can have? It's availability, right? And as good as Aaron Rodgers is, like I said, one of the best players of all time, he can't be out there to help his team on Sunday. And uh, that's tough. And that's a reality he's going to have to live with here. And, uh, and the Packers will have to figure out. But uh, that's part of this whole thing. And it was part of the, the deal last year, too, is you're not just going up against the opponent and trying to keep up in the standings. Football is hard enough, but if you can't have your best player out there, that's tough for the Packers. NFL said that we're not moving games around. We're not going to shift them around like last year. You got to. Here's the rules. 
follow the rules. You could even forfeit a game uh, as a potential uh, with the National Football League rules. So it was there. I mean, it was in italics. It was as big a font as you want to put right there uh, on your Surface Pro, right? It's right there. Like, here's the rules. Follow it. And now, all of a sudden, in the middle of the season, one of the top players in this league, one of the poster guys, if you will, has tested positive for COVID and will not play in this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. So... It, the irony here is that ever since Patrick Mahomes became the QB1 of the Chiefs in 2018, the world could not wait for a Mahomes versus Rodgers matchup. 2019, it's the cycle. All right, the AFC West is going to play the NFC North. Eh. He gets hurt the week before, Mahomes does, in a dislocated kneecap against Denver, and it was Matt Moore against Aaron Rodgers. That's the matchup everybody wanted. Well, and the Chiefs almost won that game, too, is the crazy thing. If you're wondering how important Aaron Rodgers is to the Packers, look back at that game and what ended up being the game-winning touchdown when Aaron Rodgers was, I think, trying to throw the ball away but ends up slinging it for a touchdown. It was one of the most incredible passes I've ever seen. Very few players, maybe Patrick Mahomes, can make that throw, and Aaron Rodgers can. So the guy is, once again, one of the greatest ever to do it. Him not being out there is a huge, huge deal. We also almost got this in the Super Bowl in 2019, <laughs> but the Packers lost the NFC Championship game. To San Francisco. And then last year, we almost got it in the Super Bowl again, but they lose the NFC Championship game to Tampa Bay. So one day we'll get Rodgers versus Mahomes, but not this Sunday. Will Rodgers be in a Packers uniform, though, when he gets that matchup? Good question. But here's the deal. You have to wait four years, right? You only cycle back against the NFC North every – oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. It's the 17th game. We're going to add a 17th game in 2021. And look who's matched up. It's the Packers and the Chiefs. We don't have to wait four years, nor does the NFL world. A match made in New York. And Wednesday morning. Aaron Rodgers tests positive for COVID as an unvaccinated player, and now it's going to be Jordan Love against Patrick Mahomes. There's some irony here somewhere. Yeah, there sure is. And Jordan Love is interesting here because it's been kind of awkward in Green Bay because they draft Jordan Love two years ago, uh, number 26 overall. And he's like the heir apparent, right? But Aaron Rodgers is like, hey, I'm still here, still playing at a high level. When's the MVP last year? And it's been kind of awkward with uh, Jordan Love in Green Bay. And he's a polarizing player because in college at Utah State, uh, had a lot of tools, has a great arm. Uh, he can be mobile. And in 2018, he was really, really good uh, at Utah State. But 2019, the tape was not as good, turned the ball over a whole bunch. And now in the pros, he really just hasn't had much of an opportunity because you have Aaron Rodgers there. Uh, he has seven passing attempts this year uh, in week one in mop-up duty, five completions for 68 yards. Uh, but just we haven't seen a lot of Jordan Love. And Tyron Matthew earlier today in media was talking about how you prepare for a guy like this and you watch preseason tape you watch even some college tape to find out some tendencies but uh, it's a tough assignment here for Jordan Love finding out midweek hey you're going to Kansas City and playing against the Chiefs keep in mind there was no 2020 preseason tape on him so there's none of that and there's the couple times he got out there in the 2021 preseason he was in for mop-up duty as you alluded to against New Orleans in that week one they're only lost. The Packers only lost. They've won seven straight since then. But even if you go back into Jordan Love's career, I said there's some there's kind of some similarities with Josh Allen here. Both no-cal guys, right? Josh Allen was in a rural community near Fresno. Nobody recruited him. Fresno State wanted him to maybe walk on. But then he goes to Wyoming, just kind of happen chance, but then he tears it up. Here's Jordan Love, Sacramento kid. Nobody recruits Eastern Washington, Sacramento State, Utah State takes a flyer on him. But he didn't start right away there either. Okay, he had to kind of work his way into the lineup, but then he blows up in 18. Matt Wells, his head coach at Utah State, they go 11-2. and two. He goes to Texas Tech, thinks they can go as good, 
the year before he was drafted. Yeah, they really didn't. And it's one of those things where you could see the tools, and the Packers clearly saw potential in him, but the results weren't necessarily there. He didn't win a ton of games, threw a lot of interceptions. And that's kind of what I'm wondering about heading into this game. I'm guessing they're not going to put Jordan Love in a bunch of situations to throw the deep ball or situations that could be conducive to mistakes. But still, he's going into his first NFL start, and the difference between him and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers has been incredible this season at protecting the football. And that's why the Packers have been so good this year since week one is because they're not necessarily blowing the doors off of people, but they are not turning the football over at all. They're plus eight in the giveaway takeaway this year. They don't make mistakes. They're one of the least penalized teams in the NFL as well. But Aaron Rodgers is the cog that makes that whole thing go. So this is no disrespect to Jordan Love. We know he's a talented player. He's a first-round pick for a reason. But it's very hard to go in there and replace Aaron Rodgers. And when you have turned the ball over in the past, when you've been on the field, whether that be in the preseason or in college, and you're expected to run this offense, it's a very difficult task. So if I'm the Chiefs looking at this game, you need to take the ball away from Jordan Love early, get his confidence down, and then make sure you're cashing him with points on those takeaways. He has lost fumbles in the three professional games he's played. Both those um, preseason games he played this year, he lost fumbles. In his brief time coming in for Rodgers in that New Orleans game, he lost a fumble. So he's had three turnovers. Even though he's thrown picks, he has lost three fumbles, something to think about. But let's backpedal here like a DB for a second. Let's backpedal to that October 2019 game. You mentioned close game, great game. Took a great play by Rodgers. Throwing away, is he not? He throws it from his hip like a Mahomes-style throw. Touchdown, Packers, they win. But remember how the Chiefs rallied around Matt Moore. Matt Moore, the system, Coach Reed, uh, and the players around him, all five senses went to the top point of awareness. Now, I have a sense Green Bay will do the same thing. This is still a team with Aaron Jones, still a team with A.J. Dillon. They've accounted for 60% of the touches, runs or catches, from those two running backs. And they think, probably will, have Devontae Adams back, Alan Lazard. They will miss Robert Tanyan, who tore his ACL last week in that victory uh, at tight end. But don't you sense, Matt, this team will rally around Jordan Love. Absolutely. And that's why it's so important for the Chiefs to go into this game not feeling you know, overconfident just because Aaron Rodgers isn't out there. The Packers are still a great organization with a lot of good players and a great culture and a winning culture. I mean, they've won seven games in a row here. So even without Aaron Rodgers, you know that their players want to go out there and put their best foot forward. You have to go out there uh, as a Chiefs defense and as a Chiefs offense, which we'll talk about in a bit, and make sure that you're taking full advantage of every opportunity you have and playing the Packers as if you are playing Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter that Jordan Love is back there. And they do have good players, guys that can help uh, Jordan Love along in this game, guys like Aaron Jones, who you alluded to, a terrific player. I mean, just a great player out of the backfield. He is dynamic. He's averaging four and a half yards per carry this year and also is second on the Packers in receiving yards and receptions behind only Devontae Adams. So Aaron Jones is a problem. A.J. Dillon uh, also averaging four and a half yards per carry this year. He's impressive. And then Devontae Adams, I mean, a top five receiver in the NFL. The guy is an absolute monster. Didn't play last week because of the COVID protocols, but will likely be out there this week. My thought here with the Chiefs defense is you cannot let Devontae Adams beat you. It was the same thought with Aaron Rodgers being back there. And Devontae Adams is a vacuum at wide receiver. The guy can make plays whenever he touches the football. So you have to make sure that if Jordan Love is finding receivers and making plays, you're forcing guys like Randall Cobb, Equimanius St. Brown, the uh, Alan Lazard, guys that aren't Devontae Adams. If they beat you, so be it. You made a great play. But you cannot let Devontae Adams beat you in this game. And also from a running game standpoint, to get back to Aaron Jones, you cannot let 
the Packers establish a running game early on because you want Jordan Love to have to rely on his arm and to make plays with his arm, trying to find other receivers beyond Devontae Adams and to see what he can do, maybe get him uncomfortable early with some pressure, so some pressure at the end of the Giants game, uh, and then make him uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, things snowball, he doesn't feel good about himself, doesn't feel confident, uh, and he doesn't have a very good game. You do not want him feeling confident early on in this game, and that's exactly what the Packers want to do. And going back to that 2019 game again between the Packers and the Chiefs, Aaron Rodgers, quarterbacking that night, found the running backs. The running backs in the running game and the passing game got real involved early. That just set the tone for that whole game. And that game-winning touchdown went to a running back at the back of the end zone. It wasn't a wide receiver. Now let's jump before you had a, you got an interview that we want to get to. But before we do that, let's touch on the Packer defense. And honestly, it reminds me a little bit of the Packer offense or maybe this whole team. And give credit to Matt LaFleur and his staff. I would call this team efficient. You mentioned there's no leakage. Doesn't seem to be focus drift. They don't turn it over. This defense is kind of that same way. They're not going to light you up. Uh, this isn't one of the NFL's greatest defenses, and I don't mean that as a knock, but they seem to fit what wins now for defenses in the NFL. That is get enough stops, get enough takeaways, and get enough pressure. When I look at the consistent pressure from Dean Lowry, the former Northwestern Wildcat, Rashawn Gary or Kenny Clark, and others on the front, it's very evened out, very balanced, very efficient. If you look in Chiefs history since Coach Reed has been here, some of the defenses that have been really good, particularly early on in Coach Reed's tenure, they were a lot like this, where they weren't necessarily the top scoring defense in the NFL, but they were opportunistic. So the Packers' defense this year is extremely opportunistic. They're forcing turnovers actually on 17% of opponent possessions. That's insane. And typically when you have Aaron Rodgers, then they're then converting those takeaways into touchdowns or at least field goals and into points. So this Packers defense, they're not going to uh, lead any categories, but they're going to take the ball away. And that's what the Chiefs have to make sure they don't do here in this game because turnovers, as we know, have been a problem all year for this team, particularly in opponent territory. The Chiefs have 19 turnovers this season. 11 of them have occurred in opponent territory. So they've been moving the football, and then they don't get any points for – all their first downs and yards that they accumulate. They're turning the ball over in opponent territory. You cannot do that against this Packers defense, and I don't care that Jordan Love is on the other side because they will still make you pay. So if you're the Chiefs in this game, this is a great opportunity to stop the turnover trend and to beat this Packers squad because if you don't turn the ball over, I feel great about our chances. I'm like a moth to the flame <laughs> with these giveaways, and you are too because we we're drawn to them. Like I just, you mentioned they're in plus territory a lot of the times, they're also well into the drive. Sixth play of the drive, 10th play of the drive, 14th play of the drive, 17th play of the drive. We'll get into this a little more next week. But you had a chance uh, for an interview on this edition of our King, uh, Defending the Kingdom show, which is called In an Instant, because in an instant, the framework of this Chiefs Packers game changed in a moment. Okay. You had a chance, though, to break this game down from the other side of the river, so to speak, even after that announcement. I did. So caught up with uh, Kevin Clark of The Ringer uh, actually just a, about an hour ago, and I was telling him I'm glad we're doing this interview today and not, I don't know, 9.30 this morning or yesterday <laughs> because we'd have to scrap the entire thing. Uh, but Kevin Clark's one of the very best uh, in the business. Got his thoughts on Jordan Love and this Packers offense with Love at quarterback. All right, we're joined now by Kevin Clark of The Ringer. And, Kevin, I uh, want to ask you about Jordan Love here. We thought we'd get Mahomes versus Rodgers finally. I feel like it's a matchup that's eluding us now for years. It was uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Matt Moore back in 2019. Patrick Mahomes was hurt in that game. And now we almost have it here this year, but uh, Rodgers lands on the COVID list. So it'll be Jordan Love on Sunday uh, here in Kansas City. Um, what do you make of Jordan Love? What do you think of him coming out of school at Utah State? And uh, what do you make of uh, what he can do in this offense? It's funny, I was looking at some of his scouting reports this morning when he was named a starter, obviously, and 
the number one word that popped out was polarizing. Who's a polarizing prospect to scouts, um, to coaches, and obviously Darren Rogers. We found that out. Um, but I think that it, it's just fascinating to me because we're going to get to see what we could have seen in September uh, if Aaron Rodgers hadn't shown up. And my guess is that Matt LaFleur and Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, they had an offense ready to go if, if in fact, Aaron Rodgers didn't show up. So um, the production was not there in college, especially his last year. 20 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Um, he has, you know, I was reading some of the scouting reports. They were saying he had his kind of a long delivery. Um, the, the time to get the ball out is, is not incredible. Um, and there might be some, some inefficiencies there as far as the, the chiefs attacking it. Uh, but listen, he's, he's gotten better. I mean, well, think about how much better Aaron Rodgers got in the green Bay system sitting behind Brett Favre and think about all the advice he's gotten. I'm not saying by osmosis, Jordan Love's going to turn into to Aaron Rodgers here. But what I am saying is, is any quarterback in that environment will get better. That, that that's just how how life works it's how football works it's how math works um and so i think that you know he's he's got a good pocket presence he showed that uh the the ball the arm strength is not a question he's confident and and i think that uh you know he can use a little bit of his athleticism within the pocket it, this is not he's not you know the fastest guy in football but he can move and uh, i i think they'll at least be able to do something creative with him even if it's nowhere near what you can do with aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, no one is Aaron Rodgers in this Packers offense, but Jordan Love was a first-round pick for a reason. Uh, so you think he has some talent and he can do some things. And he has some weapons at his disposal and guys like Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in all of football. Nice running back duo with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. So we'll see what Matt LaFleur cooks up for uh, for Jordan Love. Hopefully it's a good opportunity, though, for this Chiefs defense, which played so well last week against New York, to keep some momentum rolling. So that's my other question here for you. Uh, what can the Chiefs defense do to slow down what Jordan Love does well and what he has with his offensive weapons? Well, you can show him something he's never seen before, which is going to be easy because he's never seen anything before on an NFL field. And the difference between an NFL defense and a college defense or even a preseason defense, you know this. I mean, you, you know the difference between, you know, August 15th and, and November 5th and November 7th is massive, right? Yeah. And so it'll take a lot for Jordan Love to get comfortable um, in his first NFL start. And so if I'm, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm just throwing the kitchen sink at them and I'm doing a, a bunch of different stuff. And, you know, obviously they've gotten better every single week. Uh, they still have holes. They still have personnel holes. Uh, but I don't know, you know, Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys who if there's a guy, uh, you know, in the middle of the field, linebacker safety, cornerback certainly, who is not confident, is not making plays, Aaron Rodgers is going to attack that guy over and over and over again. He's going to put that guy in hell. And I don't know if Jordan Love has that yet, that built up yet. Um, you know, you hear that about all the greats. Peyton Manning used to find the one cornerback who he could tell was nervous and just put that guy in a, in a torture chamber. Uh, Jordan Love is not that. And that's why I think this will help the Chiefs defense. I mean, listen, I know it's, it sounds simplistic to say it's better to face anybody else other than Aaron Rodgers. But if you're the Chiefs defense right now, you're going to get a huge confidence boost not facing Aaron Rodgers, who can t who, who's, who's able to exploit basically anything in your defense. Yeah, not bad. You're in defensive meetings. You find that out on a Wednesday. Hey, you're not going to face Aaron Rodgers this week. So we'll see if the Chiefs can take advantage of it. They certainly took advantage of an opportunity against Daniel Jones last week with the pass rush, uh, particularly there at the end. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Jaron Reed, uh, Mike Dana all creating pressure on him. So maybe some pressure early on in this game can get uh, uh, Jordan Love off of his mark and see what the Chiefs can do here and hopefully get a second victory in a row. Kevin, awesome stuff, man. Really appreciate it. Anytime. All right, great stuff there from Kevin. We'll also have him on my game preview video this week that you can find on YouTube, and he'll join uh, Field Pass. We'll have a segment uh, with Kevin Clark on Field Pass on game day. When you take 
Matt's text and you're around the NFL, just get ready. Get ready. There's going to be a lot of stuff. <laughs> the Chiefs car wash. It's the car wash, baby. Uh, what's club car wash, I think, is bringing – that's the radio stuff. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of wash, let's go right here because Chiefs Kingdom, we are turning to cold water washing with tide. Uh, here on the Defending the Kingdom, we're calling on you to do the same because it saves money on energy bills. It's tough enough to tackle NFL stains. It can handle a little nacho cheese or whatever that you spill on your Chiefs Kingdom Arrowhead Red. But best of all, Tide is giving fans the ultimate reason to turn to cold water washing and a, um, a talking Chiefs cold washer. I'm not making this up. All right. It is a washing machine that reminds you to turn to cold at every turn with the voice of Travis Kelsey. Take it from me. Cold can tackle all your stains. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Such good stuff. So remember, uh, the Chiefs Tide Cold wash, uh, Washer could be yours. Just take the pledge to turn to cold and enter for a chance to win at Tide.com. That's all you got to do. Tide.com. Really easy. Okay. We're going to wrap up this edition of Defending the Kingdom in a little more of a humorous uh, tone here because it's not only in a moment, it's also Catch Curly. Catch Curly. That's my theme of the, sh- uh, the week. Catch Curly. Why? Because Curly Lambeau was the player coach and coach. Of the- he was the founder. He started the Green Bay Packers in 1919. He was their coach for 30 years, player and a coach. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the very first class to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Oh, the Packers play at Lambeau Field. Hmm. Curly Lambeau. He had 226 wins as head coach of the Packers, a little bit with the Cardinals uh, and even the Washington football team back in the day. Most of those with the Packers. He's a legend there. But Coach Reed can catch Curly this this game. He can in terms of all-time wins. It's crazy. It's just crazy. And I think because we have Coach Reed and Bill Belichick coaching in the NFL at the same time, we kind of get used to it. Like it's normal to have this many wins in the NFL. It's not. If you look at the history of the NFL, Coach Reed is up there with the greatest of all time, and it's important to appreciate what he has accomplished because it is truly just not normal. It's one thing to be a great coach in the NFL, but it's another to be a great coach and to sustain it over decades. And Coach Reed has changed his style of coaching, changed his schemes, changed how he does things year to year to year to have incredible success in both Philadelphia and here in Kansas City over the course of two decades. And he does it with different players, different schemes, different coaches, just finds a way continually to make it work. We are so blessed and lucky to have Coach Reed here in Kansas City because he is truly one of the greatest of all time. I mean, Curly Lambeau? Are you kidding Curly me? Lambeau. Founded the Packers. Founded the Packers. 1919. <laughs> it's Lambeau Field, for Pete's sake, folks. It's That list is Don Shula. It is Bill Belichick. It's what? Tom Landry, George Hallis. That's the four ahead of Curly Lambeau and Andy Reid. And Andy can catch him this week <laughs> with 226 wins. Now, if you're a Packer fan, you know about Curly's three marriages and he had a heart attack getting out of his car with a date with the Packer Golden Girl thing. That's TMZ. This is DTK. We're not going there. This is DTK. But we will say this. On three, say it with me. One, two, three. Catch, Catch Curly. Curly. On this edition <laughs> of the Defending the Kingdom. Touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.